Hello, and welcome to this episode of The Little Things. I just volunteered to start this podcast, and I think, Bethany, your voice is very, you're the way that you say welcome. We were just talking about that. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's very cute. But we have, we're here on a crisp day in Nebraska, looking forward to one of my favorite times of the year. We're getting close to the Christmas season, to Advent, to, well, Thanksgiving first. And by the time this comes out, it will be after Thanksgiving, barreling in to Christmas. We just got done with Halloween on Tuesday. Yeah. And what did I listen to on Wednesday? (gasps) Christmas music. So you, okay, let's talk. This is the most important conversation to have. You are one of those. Well, my husband is a band director. Yeah. And so he starts listening to Christmas music while practicing, you know, in October. And sometimes then he does not want to listen to it at home because he's like, I'm going to get sick of it by the time it's Christmas. And so sometimes I can't because I, you know, am not allowed. I don't want to say not allowed. (laughs) Because you love him. Because I love him. And I can, I can do it, but I choose not to do it always. But I did on Wednesday and I'm excited. So I have a hard and fast rule that we do not decorate as much as I might want to. And we, well... This rule has been broken. We don't listen to Christmas music until after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So we still don't decorate, but we have Maddie who loves Christmas music. So this is what happens on her Alexa when big sister Jasmine is over visiting. Maddie will say more, please. Ho, ho, ho. And so we get Christmas pop. That's awesome. <laughs> There's a lot of Mariah here. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it is just around the corner. We're going to be celebrating. So we thought, what is the, what should we talk about? And a parenting podcast really focused on Christ, right? And what do we know Christmas is all about? Christ and his birth. Um, As parents ourselves, you think about, oh, it's time to start shopping for the perfect gift. But what is that perfect gift? He's already been given. Uh So as parents, let's talk about experiences versus materials. Uh There's a lot of pressure. There is to perform like other families, yeah. or to uh, meet those expectations, maybe that we have of ourselves that we don't even realize we have. Yeah. Um, and for our children, but what is really most beneficial? Right. So, roll it back to little Bethany. Can you think of? the most wonderful gift you ever received that like in your, in your childhood, the the one that you remember. I do remember getting a Barbie with Ginger, her dog. And I really wanted it and I got it and it was amazing. This wasn't the pooping dog, was it? I don't think so. We had one of those in our house. Bad idea. (laughs) Yeah, it had real fur. Not real fur, but it had like hair that you could brush. I think. It wasn't a plastic one. It was like, that's what I, that's like the only Christmas present I really remember. And then I do remember one year in third grade, we were opening all these presents that were pretty lame, like Tic Tacs and all these little things. And then we opened up an envelope and it was plane tickets to Florida because my grandparents lived in Florida. 
So we got to go stay with them, and we spent a day at Disney World, and it was the best day of my life. Wow. I've never been to Disney. What's, does, it, does it live up to the hype? Yeah. Nice. I mean, it does for me. I yeah. like fun. I think it's amazing. I think it it's, does for me. I like fun. I do like fun. <laughs> I like magical things. Yes. Oh, delightful. So when I think back to memorable gifts, one is I got a guitar mm-hmm. for Christmas and I, goodness, I'm trying to think of how old, probably fourth or fifth grade, maybe sixth grade. Loved that. Was so excited, but it was also tied to like an experience. Like when I really think about the things that matter, I, then I did guitar lessons and mm-hmm. played that thing in my room, you know, can you play the guitar? I cannot. Oh. <laughs> I did lessons. I I tried, but it hurt my fingers, and I had to cut my fingernails. That yes. was this is again my my rise to stardom with yeah. music did not last long, but it was it was so neat, and the um the way it was presented at Christmas involved my grandparents and my parents and my brother and my old my older younger brother, and so I think it was the memory of that mm-hmm. tied to this thing. That really sticks in my memory. And my second gift that I got was a pair of flowery denim pink pants that were fancy pants. And I never had fancy pants. And again, probably around that same time, fourth, fifth, sixth grade. But it wasn't so much the pants. It was my, they were a birthday gift. And I went with my grandma in their little town of Lake City, Minnesota. We went down to the boutiques and I got to pick them out and Mm -hmm. spent the whole afternoon with her. We went out to dinner and it was just great. So I don't think it was so much the pants, but the pants were a reminder of that Uh time spent with her. I don't know. Which, so when we think about children um, and they get so excited about gifts and getting things, it's because they're their brains. That's what's developmentally appropriate for them. They don't have those abstract thoughts. So it's hard for them to just imagine what an experience is going to look like. So that concrete thing, that thing in their hand, brings a lot of joy, mm-hmm. but we probably haven't gotten to that point yet with Mr. Daniel, but no. it's usually quite temporary. Well, and then I think, okay, so going back, I really wanted that Barbie ginger yeah, and it was amazing. And of my whole childhood, that's the, the gift that really sticks out the most. But then when I think of Christmas, that's not what I think of. When I think of Christmas, I think of doing the Christmas program at church going home, opening presents, having all the special snacks and food that my mom would make. And then we would always go to, my dad is a pastor and he had a dual parish, so he had another church we would go to at like nine o'clock. And then we'd come home and we would all sleep in the living room and watch um, The Christmas Carol with George C. Scott. Like that's what, that is what, I remember doing and what like makes me all. Mis- I have like goosebumps because yeah, it like, just—it's oh, a- it's such a good memory. Yeah. And well, and the tradition of it, like mm-hmm. it was. We know children love routine too, so it's something that they like you doing year after year. You knew mm-hmm. what to expect. You knew what was coming, and you could that excitement could build. It wasn't something foreign and like nerves associated mm-hmm. with it. It was, it was something to look forward to with anticipation of the good kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to this day, we watch the Christmas Carol on Christmas Eve after we go to church, and we eat good snacks. So now that you're all grown, you all were raised that way, do your brother and sister do the same in their, with their families? I know that movie is really important. I don't know if everyone always watches it 
on that specific night. Sure. But we all watch it. And often Rachel and Josiah, my sister, are home for Christmas Eve too. And so we'll all watch that together. Which I think even just hearing that is something good too. Because I know um, I've checked my brother and sister-in-law are really good at prioritizing experiences over uh, material things. And so is my best friend Cassie. Their family is always good. And they usually centered around um, vacations or different trips because that's very meaningful to both of their families to go places and experience new things. Um, For me, when I think, oh, I really don't want that materialism for my kids, but thinking about an experience and planning a trip, there's a lot of us, so I think, ooh, that's expensive. And we have a different kind of family where we have a child with special needs. We're going on a big trip, going to Disney World, going to Disneyland is not always feasible, maybe never mm-hmm. feasible. Mm-hmm. So then sometimes I'm, I get really discouraged and disappointed, but it's so important to remember it doesn't have to be a vacation, a family vacation. It doesn't have to be, it can be all of those little things that like just the, the tradition of being together and the snacks, you remember the gifts, but you don't remember the specific gifts mm-hmm. that were there, just that part of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Again, there's so much pressure that we put on ourselves to to look like everybody else. And while all these other people had a lot of presents under the tree or um, a lot of expensive things, and I don't know, it's so tempting to need to spend more money than maybe right. is actually appropriate to spend or what you have in your bank account, you know, yeah, um, just to... Be like everybody else, right? I guess. Well, and two, we, we, we get that parent guilt. Like, okay, if they're going to, if our kids hear about all the gifts that so-and-so got that were under their tree, are they going to think we don't love them as much? But then we layer it, just like we always talk about scaffolding. We, we take one concept and scaffold it with another to help children fully learn and, and hit all those areas of development and, and help them really grasp concepts. But again, when we're talking about what, what Christmas is all about, and it's about the gift that's been given to us that we can't duplicate, that mm-hmm. only God can give that gift, and then focusing on even giving to others and giving of ourselves. We had today, it was um, one of our preschoolers' birthdays, and she was talking when um, her teacher said, oh, did you wake up? Was, was there a gift for you? She said, no, there's lots of gifts. My mom's bringing lots of gifts, and it was a gift for everybody in the class. And she was so joyful about being able to share on her birthday. It wasn't about getting gifts, but to share gifts with others. And Uh I think Operation Christmas Child Uh or giving of ourselves. And that can be an experience, too, where we go and ring Uh the bell. Serve somewhere. Have you ever done that? Uh I haven't either. Okay, Miss Rachel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I kind of feel like you just said Rachel Louise. (laughs) Rachel Louise. Um, when you were growing up, did you believe in Santa? You know, it's, it's funny because we were, we were having this conversation earlier this week about Santa. And I, so with the guitar, I remember like, I was so sure I was getting a guitar for that Christmas because I really wanted a guitar and it was not under the tree. All the gifts were tiny. So I'm like, okay, that's not a guitar. And then I remember my grandpa, Cherry saying, oh, I just heard bells outside the window. Let me go see what it was. And he comes back with the guitar and he said, I think Santa dropped this off. And I was like, oh, but 
I knew it wasn't Santa. So I don't think, I don't think I ever did mm-hmm. believe in Santa. I, I think I knew we talked about like, of course, children, we talk about Santa, but I think my, I always knew that it was a fun game for mm-hmm. lack of a better, like an imaginary something. Mm-hmm. How about you, Bethany? I did not. My parents did not, uh, have us believe in Santa. We could like, we watched Santa movies and we were pro Santa, but as a fun make believe sure. thing. Um, my mom said that she grew up learning about Santa, believing in Santa, and then feeling really betrayed when she discovered Santa was not real. I hope no children are listening to this. We should have done a little caveat. <laughs> Shut up. At minute, whatever it is, uh-huh. <laughs> make sure your, your AirPods are in, uh-huh. your children can't hear. This, so yeah, that's well. And we, um, we discussed, we've never really pushed the idea of Santa Claus on our children, but as children will do, they kind of take things from their friends and, and make it their own. So our oldest, she kind of chose to believe in Santa and, um, at, about age seven, she had kind of fully embraced it and created this real good imaginary scenario mm-hmm. for herself. We've never given Santa gifts. So we, we open our gifts on Christmas Eve after church as a family to and from each other. And then we have stockings on Christmas morning that are what stockings should be mm-hmm. <laughs> deodorant and toothpaste, you know, and, but usually there's some kind of fun pop. We don't drink a lot of pop in our family. So that's like a treat that they get in there looking back at the old days of, you know, when we used to get peanuts and oranges and apples mm-hmm. at church way back in the olden days. And that was a treat. So we kind of do that with the stocking. So there's never been a Santa gift. Um, but then she, it was very much the same for her as with your mom. She had a neighbor that told her not only is Santa not real, but if you believe in Santa, you will not go to heaven. <laughs> so that was traumatic, right? We don't yes. want this to be a traumatic experience. And then, um, our, our Maddie girl, you know, that's was kind of one of those easy ones. She, you know, that wasn't really something to really talk about or against, but then our, our Brady, the same, we've always talked about who St. Nicholas is and kind of where the idea of Santa Claus came from and how we can all serve, um, and we've read the story of St. Nicholas, but Brady also kind of adopted that idea uh, on his own, but didn't fully believe in Santa, but also wanted to know, okay, I need, I, I need the facts. Is mm-hmm. Santa real? Can I believe what you say? And I, I told him the answer that you're going to get is going to be the truth. Do you want that? And he said, yes, but then it had him question, okay, if all these things that adults tell us, Santa Claus, the Easter bunny, um, the tooth fairy aren't real the adults are also telling us about God. Is God real? So being Brady, he took it nice and deep. Yes. <laughs> but then that, that really makes you think as an adult, do we want to perpetuate um, this idea if if it can lead to those kind of doubts and questioning? Mm-hmm. Um, my sister, when she was in like first grade, she was given the assignment to write a letter to Santa and she told the teacher, I can't, it's against my religion, <laughs> which is so not what my parents said. And my mom was like, we've never told you that. <laughs> but how adorable. But she, that is very much who she is though. And her personality of, I can't do this. I believe sometime we need to have another, we have to have Rachel squared 
on this oh. podcast. I would love to to have a conversation with your sister. <laughs> I just find her to be totally delightful. She is a really funny person. I don't know if the world's ready for that, though. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that would be fun. Oh, cool. Yeah. So what So, what are your thoughts with as you're raising Daniel? Is Santa yeah. going to be a part of the equation? So no one in my family does Santa. Mm-hmm. My siblings don't with their kids, and Michael's siblings do not with their kids. So it'd be really weird, I feel yeah. like, if we did. Um, but no, and no one's like anti yeah. Christmas fun and decorations and, and Santa for pretend, but that is definitely not the focus of right. Christmas. And, um, I just think even if you really start thinking too much about it, which maybe I do, and maybe this is a hot take. So Ooh, exciting. watch out world <laughs> and just my opinion. I don't, don't know. You don't canceled. have to. No. Yeah. <laughs> But like the, the the theology of Santa is not something that is really great. Who God is, yeah. yeah. Of you know this old man is watching you, and you have to be good in order to get gifts. And if you're not good, you're gonna get coal. And there's no grace and love and forgiveness in that. Yeah. And it's kind of scary if you really think about it. And it's really the opposite of what Christmas is. That it's the opposite yep. of Jesus coming as a baby to the world of sinners, meeting yep. us where we're at. To all of us on the walking. bad list, yeah, yes. on the naughty list. Yeah. yeah. I also just remember as a child, maybe this says who I am, too, because um, we did not believe in Santa, but everybody else did. So I remember this girl in my class who, you know, to me and little second grade Bethany, she was just mean and not kind to me and probably cheated on her spelling tests or, you know, (laughs) in my mind, she was not a good person, but she got so many gifts at Christmas and it made, and I was like, how did these people believe in Santa? It's not fair if she's getting all these presents and other people aren't, you know? Yeah. It, and that does, it it just sends the complete opposite message of what we want to send as right. parents, right? Yes. I, don't know. I think that hot take is a good take. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's not as spicy as I thought it would and be. And I know some people love Santa and the magic and all, and mm-hmm. there's great fun in that. Um, but also, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Who would have thought when we became parents that, that it would be hard? All the little things that you have to you have to weigh and decide how are we going to do this? What, how far are we going to take something? You know, what, what are we going to invite into our home? And, mm-hmm. and I think, are you an overthinker? I mean, I think about things. Um, I'm an overthinker. <laughs> yes. I'm an admitted overthinker. So I probably go way too deep into so many things uh-huh. and, and stress myself out. <laughs> I think it definitely about things like that of Santa. I'm like, well, if you really think about it, I can really just yeah. talk <laughs> Go myself down a rabbit hole. <laughs> yes. When really it's probably not that big of a deal, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't think we're going to do it. That's, so if we're trying, so this is something that we've tried for many years in our family is to get away from all the material things. And part of that has just become, is has come from learning, right? If we, we always wanted to buy all the Fisher Price toys. I, I probably shouldn't say that. But all the, all the popular toys, <laughs> and have the, the things that made all the bells and whistles. You know, and and the kids would get so excited because they'd open it, and there was so much joy. And we were the best parents in the whole world. And literally by the next day, that toy is gone. Mm-hmm. I've taken so many loads of toys 
to Goodwill after cleaning them up off the floors. We had a huge, um, a big attic in the first house that we bought. And my husband renovated into this amazing bedroom for our two girls with dormers. It was just magical. It was great. Mm-hmm. Had a Dutch door that the bottom would stay closed. The top would open just like on Hannah Montana. It was great. <laughs> but I remember constantly going up to that room, this beautiful, magical princess room. And all the toys were dumped on the floor. Like nobody was playing with them, but there were a bucket after a bucket after a bucket of toy dumped out, taken out of the benches. And they usually had something that was not a toy and that's what they were playing with. Uh-huh. And then the battle of trying to clean up all this stuff. And I realized we don't, we're giving them all the stuff that they don't even want. They, uh-huh. they want in the moment they want for a moment, but then don't really uh-huh. need or use and too many decisions, too many options, um, is actually really stressful for yeah. kids, right? Right. To have a huge room full of all these toys is overwhelming and maybe it's too challenging to even make a decision so you don't do anything. Right. Or if you have a small amount of toys or very open ended toys that invite imagination exactly. and play and not, you know, such pigeonholed ideas for how do to use them. Do you want to come and work in the in the ECDC? <laughs> You are speaking my love language right now, but open-ended. So when you give those kind of toys, if, if, because I still love to give, I, I'm a gift giver. So I love to see people get joyful over the perfect gift. If Mm -hmm. I can find something and knowing my friends, like I know my friend Cassie is just like me. She, she's a bargain shopper. So she has great joy if she opens something that fits her, that's something she loves and she knows I got a great deal. And so that brings me joy. I do like to give uh-huh. gifts. So I do like to give things like little things to our kids or now a grandbaby. I'm going to want to, but then I want, I always stop myself and think, okay, is this one of those toys? Is it a popular toy that's going to sit on a shelf and never get used and really only have joy in the moment? Or is it something that can help them grow and develop and those open-ended toys or loose parts. Sometimes we call them that they can use their imagination and create. So blocks can have so many purposes, mm-hmm. um, magnets, even things in nature, mm-hmm. like the fun things you can still have that toy, but it has some different uses for the child. Yeah. Well, I, I just think some toys that are like, um, okay, I can, I will speak from my own childhood, which is now a long time ago, but I can remember very clearly having this uh, big bird where you pulled a string and he would talk. And he was very sweet, and I liked him. I'm a very pro stuffed animal person. I all I love stuffed <laughs> animals to this day. Definitely did when I was little. But always felt very limited with this big bird because he could only say a few things. And he was kind of harder, so he was less malleable to move his yeah. arms and... And like that was just such a limiting toy compared to just a normal stuffed animal where you can move, you can make him say whatever you want and you can move his arms and his legs and you can, you know, there's so much more freedom in just a doll instead of a specific doll that you're supposed to. A character that already has a personality that you Mm -hmm. can't create. And while you were just saying that, I had a vivid picture of you with one of your stuffed cats talking to the children that were walking by because I've seen you do it. (laughs) It's kind of my thing. (laughs) You're pretty good at it. I still play with the stuffed animals. Well, and that's that's what makes you delightful. (laughs) But no, you're exactly right. Some of those, and again, we fall into that trap of what what is everybody getting? What's the most popular right now? Remember when I was little, 
Well, I wasn't even, I think I was, I was definitely too old for this. So when was it in the 2000s that the Tickle Me, Tickle Me Elmo yes. was the biggest deal? Yep. And I always And nobody could like, get it. People were trampling each other. Yeah. Eesh. But what would you do with that toy? You would play with it for two seconds and he, and I am sorry if I'm offending any huge Tickle Me Elmo <laughs> fans out there. I, I never yep. had one. But how would you play with that for more than five seconds? A funny story. So Tickle Me Elmo, we, we've never... We've never bought into those kind of things because I'm cheap. Mm-hmm. Not, not cheap. I'm a good steward. That's what I like to say in some things. But sure. um, so we received a Tickle Me Elmo that had been purchased at Christmas time by somebody that like stood in line, did all the things. Their child got it, loved it for 22 seconds, mm-hmm. and then got passed down to a cousin who loved it for about 22 seconds, got passed down to one of our daughter's um, therapists mm-hmm. who they would use it because Maddie had to kind of work on being able to press the button or squeeze that she was working on like pincer grasp. And so it became Maddie's tool to oh, use. Funny. But, and it helped like she was, because it was a, a something uh-huh. and it made her laugh. It made, um, it was, it That's served perfect. the purpose, but then it lasted a little bit more than 22 seconds, but then it got also got passed along to somebody else just because the the longevity of it wasn't mm-hmm. there. Cause once it served its purpose for Maddie, there wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, Jasmine had no desire to play with it. Cause again, you can't maneuver you it. That's not it. the right word. Yeah. Manipulate it. Yeah. I think <laughs> maneuver so. or manipulate. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So experiences, mm-hmm. what kind of experiences can you think is Again, my mind goes to vacations for me. I'm like, write it, check it off the list. That's mm-hmm. that's overwhelming to me to even plan. And even obviously concerts. If you, mm-hmm. um, if your your family likes going to live concerts or plays, do you guys? Do you and Michael? Do you ever do gifts for mm-hmm. each other? We are really bad at gifts for each other. We so no, we don't do them. Yeah. Except for this year, I did demand birthday gifts because it was like a month after I had Daniel and I'm like I'm just in this house by myself you should buy me presents and he did and they were fun <laughs> we, he bought me a Polaroid camera and it's been really fun to use oh, see? so that was a good gift that's kind of an experience good job Michael usually the past couple of years we have done Broadway passes to either the lead or the Orpheum because we both really enjoy seeing shows sure. and it's kind of a then built-in date nights or afternoons, we usually do the matinee. Um, so that's we have done that in the past, um, which is a fun experience. Yeah. And it's a shared experience. You do right. it together. You can talk about it after, listen to the music, and we enjoy that. But I don't think we're going to do that this yeah. year. There's Well, and I know sporting events, my, mm-hmm. my brother's family, they love, they're all very much into, into athletics. So they, they really do things around sporting events because it's, Again, a shared experience that they all love. Um, one of the things that that I always think about is when we have these experiences with our children, even from a young age, we're helping them create hobbies or something that mm-hmm. that they can do that they can carry on that doesn't become that screen habit. Mm-hmm. So even something as simple as arts and craft supplies mm-hmm. that again are open ended. They have experience. Yeah, they have all those great boxes that you can buy that. Um, that have the slime making kit. But then again, we've kind of closed off what our kids can do uh, by just limiting them. But if we mm-hmm. just buy 
um, craft supplies and then you could do it together or, and then they're, they're also growing a hobby eventually uh-huh. as well. Or some of those things that they, that they're showing interest in right now, Lily is all about volleyball. Uh-huh. And so being able to do that as a gift, like going to a volleyball game, spending that time together and also helping to grow an interest that might follow her for the rest of her life. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got passes to the children's museum or to the, uh, zoo, the oh, children's yeah. zoo. Those are good experiences and just, what are we doing today? Let's do this all together. Yeah. And that's really time. I'm, you know, the love languages. Yeah. I'm a big quality time person. And I think a lot of kids, you know, that speaks a lot. Yeah. Kids all want gifts. Yes. And really they want your attention and yep. your time. Well, and because we know what their brains are doing, they that concrete So something that I've read many times being recommended is when you do those experiences, get a little token, token, Mm -hmm. not a bird, not a toucan. Is that how you say it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But a token, something like we always, those souvenirs when you go to the Black Hills and get the spoons or the Mm -hmm. thimbles or whatever, but something that when you're talking about and reminiscing and reflecting on that experience, you have something that is a reminder for them and the pictures as you go back. Because when we, whenever we reflect on anything, whether it's our day an experience or anything, that's helping grow their brains mm-hmm. and also helping them prepare for new experiences in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, as they get more comfortable and have less apprehension. Mm-hmm. So amazing that even giving the gift of experiences can help with growth and development. Makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Very exciting. Well, since we are coming up on the holiday season, the Christmas season, I say, I think I'm getting caught in that, that trap of saying holiday instead of Christmas, Christmas Advent. Um, we'll have a couple of guests that we're hoping we're going to have a chance to talk to the wonderful Mrs. Timian Uh in the coming weeks about, um, how to really make this time, Christ-centered, and and our focus to be on that best gift. Because mm-hmm. really, yeah. it is such a wonderful, wonderful time to just sit and reflect on the amazing gift that is Jesus being born here, yep. and um, and His amazing love for us. And I don't know. Every year, it's like I really just want to rest in that and not yeah. get caught up in everything else. Because there's no better gift that can ever be given. Yeah. And you, we always talk about that God-sized hole in each of us. Mm-hmm. But really, as we're trying to give that that best gift, whatever it is, experience or not, mm-hmm. we'll never be able to fill that hole. God already did that for us. He gave us a son. Do you ever feel as um, a mom that we did not talk about this beforehand, so I'm putting you on the spot. I, I like it. A mom or just a person in general, that disappointment after Christmas. That like of, yeah, I did all this work and I did spend all this money on these gifts and I did my very best. And, and now my house is a mess. Yeah. And no one really, I mean, maybe they're thankful. There's this SNL clip. Um, from last Christmas or the Christmas before, and it's a mom, and everyone's getting these extreme lavish gifts and these amazing things, and the mom's like, and I got a robe. And that's all she got for Christmas. <laughs> Everyone got everything they could ever imagine. And and I got a robe. <laughs> she loves it. <laughs> it's, it's great. Yeah. 
But just when we really focus on, when we get caught up in all of that stuff, it's also just really depressing. Well, and I think not in every family and, but oftentimes it is that, that that maternal role, right. Mm -hmm. That is all about having it, having it be the perfect experience, have it, having it be the perfect gift or Mm -hmm. gifts. Um, and then you go to all that work and you end up so stressed out during a time of year that we should be just resting in the wonderful gift that was given to us. And then you go to all this work and maybe that perfect gift you got for your 16 year old, they're super disappointed because it's not what they wanted. And then you just feel sad and nobody wants that Mm -hmm. at that time of year. Uh, funny story about the robe. So I have a robe. I've never seen the Christmas vacation movie. Mm-hmm. I tried watching it once. It was that's probably speaking oh, of a hot take. Christmas vacation. Yeah, yeah gotcha. Um, but uh, but apparently there's an uncle that wears a robe, uh-huh. and my family compares my robe to mm-hmm. this robe. But it is my favorite robe, and I got it from my mom and dad for Christmas, probably twenty some years. That's amazing. And I won't stop. My poor husband has bought me so many robes, and they get donated, or my girls get them because I love this robe. Um, that that's and, hilarious. Yeah. Nothing, nothing pertinent to what we're discussing other than the fact that you said this poor mom was disappointed in her robe, but I get them every year and I just give them away and they're, they're always delightful and very, very fancy, but not as good as my old robe that has coffee stains all over it. And isn't that the truth too? I mean, you can get, well, we have to get her something. Let's get this. and And for them, the time and thought put into it and, oh. I'm really happy with, with what I have. Mm-hmm. My husband said something very wise just about a totally different topic, but contentment mm-hmm. there. We contentment right now is very underrated in our society that we don't value just look and say, Oh, that person is very content with what they have, what they're doing. We always think that's kind of weird. Like mm-hmm. when we look, but I just, sometimes I think we don't value that enough. That's so Smart. true. Yeah. Uh, my mother-in-law was saying she listens to a podcast, The uh, Minimalist. Um, oh, this sounds very good. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of it. And um, I don't know what it's called or anything, but she said he was talking about going into the season. We're going into the season of excess. Yeah. Because we're going to excess candy at Halloween. We're going to do excess food, food yeah. at Thanksgiving and then all the excess stuff. Yes. And then January comes and we, we make all the resolutions of, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to eat different and I'm going to organize my closet and get rid of all this stuff. Yeah. And and our house is a mess because we have too much junk. That's, mm-hmm. that is, what a cycle that we've gotten ourselves as a society into. Mm-hmm. I just blended all those words together into one. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm excited for Christmas. I am too. Like, what a good celebration. It'll be wonderful. It will. And just remembering the name of our podcast is The Little Things. And as there's a lot of things in the Christmas season to do or to get caught up or to try and make perfect, it really is the little thing. Right. Little baby Jesus being born. Yes. That is the greatest gift in the whole world. And those little things like doing those traditions with your kids or just having those special moments with your children that make the big difference. Right. Um, not just 
in your family and growing that love, but also developing that faith and that love for Jesus, which we'll talk about more next week with Mrs. Timian. Yay. We'll see you then. This has been a Messiah Lutheran ministry production. Subscribe to Messiah Lutheran on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also find our worship services and our Sermon Extra podcast by searching Messiah Lincoln on YouTube. Make sure you like and subscribe so you don't miss out on any of our content. If you'd like to know more about Messiah Ministries, visit messiah.us. We'd love to hear from you as well, so please email us at littlethingsatmessiah.us. <laughs>